Hello from CNN. I'm Afoma DK with the five things you need to know for Friday, February 16th. We start with the massive financial blow to former President Donald Trump. A judge has ordered him and his companies to pay nearly $355 million in his New York civil fraud case. The judge said in his ruling that Trump inflated his assets to get more favorable loans, finding him liable for multiple counts of fraud, and said he will also need to pay more than $160 million in interest he avoided. He barred Trump from serving as a director of any corporation in New York or applying for loans from banks registered in the state for three years. Trump's adult sons Donald Jr. and Eric were ordered to pay $4 million each for multiple fraud counts. Remember, this is a civil case, not criminal. But this ruling could seriously threaten Trump's business empire. CNN's Caitlin Collins highlights one part of the judge's ruling. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but there are some really key lines here. It says their complete lack of contrition and remorse borders on pathological. They are accused only of inflating asset values to make more money. The documents prove this over and over again. It says it's not a mortal sin. It says the defendants did not commit murder or arson. Yet, the defendants are incapable of admitting the error of their ways. Trump's attorney called the decision a manifest injustice and said they plan to appeal. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky reacted to the news that Kremlin critic Alexei Navalny died in a Russian prison. Obviously, he was killed by Putin, like thousands of others who have been tormented, tortured because of this one person. Putin doesn't care who dies as long as he retains his position. The exact circumstances surrounding Navalny's death are unknown, but the Russian prison service said he, quote, almost immediately lost consciousness after a walk. In a speech from the White House today, President Joe Biden blamed Russian President Vladimir Putin for Navalny's death. Biden also criticized House lawmakers for taking a two-week break without passing more funding for Ukraine, after the Senate passed a bipartisan foreign aid bill earlier this week. Two weeks, they're walking away. Two weeks, and it's just reinforcing all the concern and almost, I won't say panic, but real concern about the United States being a reliable ally. President Biden visited East Palestine, Ohio today, more than a year after a train carrying hazardous materials derailed. We're not going home, no matter what till this job is done. While no one died, the disaster sent more than a million pounds of toxins into the town's soil, water, and air, forcing residents to evacuate and leaving a lasting impact on the community. The chair of the National Transportation Safety Board said the accident was, quote, 100% preventable. Meanwhile, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg has slammed Republicans in Congress for holding up a rail safety bill. More than 176,000 tons of contaminated soil has been removed from the derailment site, and the head of the Environmental Protection Agency said last month residents are not at risk. A House committee investigating anti-Semitism on college campuses has subpoenaed multiple Harvard University officials. The panel is ordering them to turn over a series of documents by March 4th. Harvard previously gave documents to the panel by an earlier deadline, but committee chairwoman Virginia Fox said they, quote, contain notable deficiencies. A spokesperson said in a statement that the university provided, quote, fulsome and good faith responses, and that the subpoenas were, quote, unwarranted, but it will cooperate. Coming up, a new report underscores the dangers of being a journalist. The Committee to Protect Journalists says in a new report, 2023 was the deadliest year for journalists and media workers in almost a decade. And more than three quarters of journalists who died last year lost their lives while covering the Israel-Hamas war. And almost all of those killed were Palestinian, according to the report. 
raising concerns that the Israeli military is deliberately targeting them. That's important to note, because excluding the war in Gaza, the total number of global journalist killings actually declined significantly compared to 2022. Israel's military denies deliberately targeting journalists, attributing casualties to combat risks, adding it takes all operationally feasible measures to mitigate harm to civilians. That does it for us. Our next episode drops at 10 a.m. Eastern. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.